0: Good morning. It is Monday, a new week, the 15th day of the first month of January. In the year of our Lord, 2024, I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today and this week with our prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, On Praying for Results. Our text is Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this, reviewing Number one, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And number two, prayer is the lifelong process of becoming a peculiar kind of person who learns to exercise a particular kind of power for the good of the world and the glory of God. In today's text, we have the straight teaching of the Son of God, on the matter we most need to understand. There is more wisdom in this single paragraph and the one to follow than in all of the books written on prayer over all the centuries combined. And yet, if I'm honest, over all these years, I have scarcely paid attention to his guidance on prayer. Notice how he begins by talking about becoming a peculiar kind of person. He does so with one of his favorite teaching tools, contrast. Notice as you read Jesus, how often he in effect says, be like this person, not like that person. In today's text, Jesus tells us two kinds of people we don't want to be like. Did you spot them? They are Pharisees of the hypocrite variety and pagans. One group makes prayer a demonstration for other people. The other makes prayer a demonstration for God. In the process, he points out how both of these groups are using prayer as a kind of tool to produce a certain result. Keeping it real here, over the years, my framework for thinking about prayer has largely been constructed around results. Remember from last week, prayer is about asking God to do things and then hoping He will do them. This is about results. My impulse has been to call for and participate in more prayer meetings with more intensity and earnestness, and it has been for good ends, like a great awakening for crying out loud, no pun intended. I will so readily take a text like Second Chronicles seven fourteen to make the case. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Over the years, my broken tendency has been to start with the results. In example, forgive their sin and heal their land and then work backward in a highly functional and even strategic fashion until we have football stadiums across the land filled with people crying out in enormous public demonstration with an infinity of words in the presence of God and in clear view of the watching world. Contrast this with Jesus' guidance. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. I'm becoming less sure Jesus is on board with my results orientation and football stadium approach. Now notice in today's text how Jesus frames prayer not around results, but something else. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. He repeats it three times within the span of 18 verses. Prayer is not a functional activity exercised in order to get something done. Prayer is a transcendent reality. It is not transactional in nature. It is relational. Prayer is not for the sake of something else. It is the means and the end. I think I spent too long trying to figure out how to develop a results-oriented prayer life when all the while it wasn't about results at all, but reward. So, what do you think the reward is? I think I've been trying to figure out the secrets of prayer, when all the while, prayer is the secret. Let's pray our prayer of transformation today. Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, amen. And the question, asking again, what do you think the reward is? And for our hymn today, let's sing Sweet Hour of Prayer. It's number 440 in our Seedbed Hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise, 440, three verses, 440, Sweet Hour of Prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped. THE TEMPTER SNARE BY THY RETURN, SWEET HOUR OF PRAYER. SWEET HOUR OF PRAYER, SWEET HOUR OF PRAYER, THE JOY I FEEL, THE BLISS I SHARE, OF THOSE WHOSE ANXIOUS SPIRITS BURN WITH STRONG DESIRES FOR THY RETURN. With such I hasten to the place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear. To him whose truth and faithfulness Engage the waiting soul to bless. And since he bids me seek his face, Believe his word and trust his grace, I'll cast on him my every care. And wait for the sweet hour of prayer. Amen. Well, gang, it's Monday. We're on the front end of a new week. And I hope this prayer series, brief as it's going to be, is an encouragement to you. Admittedly, I'm taking an approach I really. It's, I don't know, it feels new and fresh to me. I'm always trying to break free of what I call functional religion and to welcome what I call transcendent faith. It's just so easy to get addicted to the sort of formulas and how-tos and try this and do more of that, and uh, there's no end to it, really. What we need is simply the presence of God, and I sometimes think he's just patiently waiting on us to run through all of our business, all of our strategies, all of our machinations, if you will, he's waiting on all of that to come to the end. Where we can finally show up, Jesus says, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's just so straightforward and so plain, and it really doesn't describe the way I've gone about it, I don't think. I'll tell you the story this week of I'd created for myself just a prayer room. I've, I've never had one before in my house. It's really helping me. It's just simple obedience, really, is what it is. It's just, and, and I've, even before that, I just found myself so often hearing the, those words of Jesus that I have been teaching children for the past six months go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who's in secret. I've been conscious to do it. I don't know. It's it's really taken me to a new place. Anyway, I'll stop there and um, let you get on with what's next in today. But... Before even that, let's just become conscious that we're walking out into a world today where many people are concerned and worried, like Martha, about so many things. And we want to be attentive and attuned to them in those things. And we want to help them meet God in our countenance, in our presence, in our the way that we create and hold space for them, the way that we look at them, the way that we smile at them, you know, there's a kind of spaciousness in a peculiar kind of person (laughs) who, who has learned to exercise a particular kind of power for the good of the world and the glory of God. There's a particular kind of spaciousness about those people. That's who we want to be. They're walking prayer. They're embodying, carrying something, carrying the presence. So I appreciate getting to walk that way with you. I will get my seeds ready, and I'll see you on the field today. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed.